Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Welcome back, podcast listeners. This is Kim Hauer with Andy Young again. It is Tuesday, February 7th. Um, and Tuesdays, of course, as everybody knows that listens to me, is my favorite day because I get to hear a little bit about people's testimony, um, whether that be their faith journey from beginning to end in a short synopsis or what's God teaching you right now. Um, I think we find in this area a lot of us have very similar backgrounds. I don't know that you grew up in this area even. I don't know that much about you, Anne. So, um I actually might ask, ask a follow-up question because yesterday I didn't ask, what do you do? I kind of know, but yeah. not everybody else knows because you're a mom. I get that. You're mm-hmm. a wife. Um, but you do work outside the home, right? Yes, yes, I do. I actually fits in with what I was going to talk about for my testimony. Um, I am a teacher. Perfect. I started teaching my first couple years resource room elementary school. And the past few years I've been teaching resource room in a middle school. Um which I actually love way more than I ever would have thought. So I think I found my niche amongst the squirrely middle schoolers. (laughs) Um, Yay, you. God knows that we need awesome people in those middle schools. So I'm glad that you're there. It takes a special person, in my opinion, to deal with middle schoolers. Having three middle school girls at one point, it's a lot, that age group. So bless you for being in a middle school building, because that's awesome. It's fun. <laughs> Very cool. So uh, how does that play into your testimony? So I have been feeling God teaching me a lot lately about His grace um, and how it has like kind of started um, from this year. Whenever I say this year, I talk about the school year, since that's how my years go. That's <laughs> how teachers think. <laughs> Academic years. So, yeah, exactly. So not really like 2023 year, but since the fall when the school year started, um, I have a couple students that have some larger behaviors. And in general, I think that these like post-COVID years, we've got some struggling kids and people that are parents or people that are around kids probably know that. So um, I've just been finding myself in some situations with students acting out or or having big feelings big emotions that are translated as big behaviors and God's given me the ability to be patient and instead of become accusatory um, ask questions and time and again I can I can think of specific moments of when I you know heard the prompting from the Lord of like whoa because it's I mean it's quick to be like, hey, what are you doing? Hey, sit down. Why do you think you can talk to me like that? Um, but to hear the prompting of like, whoa, pause, DeYoung, pause, ask a question. And it can just be like, hey, what's up? You know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a profound question of like, how are you feeling? Um, and I have, I have time and again, like memories seared in my mind from this school year of the moment that I asked a question like being able to help a student unravel their feelings of what they're going through and realizing like, oh, it felt like you were being disrespectful and, and you were. 
Uh, but instead of, of me like blowing my mind about it and like getting us all upset at each other, I asked a question and then you were able to tell me like my mom and I got in a fight last night and I, I can't move on past it. Or, you know, I had, I thought I was going to see someone for Christmas that I was really excited to see. And I just found out I'm not going to see them anymore. And these things, it's like, oh my goodness, these kids are people. <laughs> yeah. And just realizing like the grace that I can have for them in those moments where I feel like they're being rude and disrespectful. Well, I mean, technically they are, they are being rude and disrespectful, right. but to be able to see them, you know, it, I mean, like just realizing like, oh, I can have some grace for this moment, understanding that where you're coming from is more complex than what I can, can picture. Um, so God's really been like, I can feel that prompting in these moments of him being like, whoa, hold your horses. <laughs> and then, some of that is even like translated into my home of having, you know, a three-year-old. <laughs> they start doing those same type of things that look disrespectful or whatever. And again, just being able to, it's not as easy as my, as it is at school with my own kids, which is so bad. <laughs> but it's so funny how it feels more attacking, you know, of your personal mom self when your toddler gets at you. <laughs> but right. same thing when I have been able to pause the same thing it's like oh there's something going on here beyond what i understood and even with my husband which is even more difficult to pause myself on the anger train <laughs> right when i feel like something's happening but when i have you know tried to understand his intentions on like something you know usually it's like <laughs> something about how long it's taking him to get the kids ready for bed or whatever silly things that don't need to be getting angry about in the first place but right. like pausing and being like oh he's you know what are the, what's going on here that I don't understand, um, which is even more difficult with him. But um, how that has like sort of come full circle is in the past couple of weeks, I had a friend who's also a teacher. She's really was beating herself up about how she wasn't like being godly with the students and she kept getting angry and she was trying her very best. And she just has had a lot of life circumstances that have happened this year that have made it hard for her to I mean I think she's giving her best self and I, I don't think it's what she wants it to be and so she was really beating herself up and it happened to be a similar day that I had just had a situation with a student where I had asked a question and they told me all these things going on with them and I, I felt myself having more grace for them and I told her you know God doesn't expect like all of this stuff from you He's not telling you you have to be perfect. And if you feel like you have to like strive to be, because she's kept using the word strive, mm -hmm. like that's not what he expects of you. And and I told her the story about the student. I thought, and I said, and honestly, it just like clicked in my head, like the same grace that I've been like learning from the Lord to have for the people around me is the grace that he has for us. And it's so much easier to like, like try to wrap your head around. It's still not that easy. I mean, like, to understand God's grace for us is like mind blowing truthfully. Yeah. But when you can compare it to something like in your life, it's like, wow, <laughs> you know, yeah. wow. He cares about us that much and he doesn't want us to have to strive. Anyways, I don't, I don't know, but that's, that's what I've been learning from the Lord is that, that grace is so big and it, it, he has grace for us all the time for everything and he doesn't expect us to be striving um in the same way that i try to see my students like humanity and understand their background like god is doing that with me and with us all on even a much larger scale than i could ever do or imagine um 
now that's just what I've been learning from him this this school year. <laughs> wow. And that is like, I mean, that's huge. <laughs> Listening to you, that's huge. Um, I'm like just flashed in my mind and my brain. I'm like, Anne needs to be teaching us. How oh. does she do this? No, <laughs> I like know. I know you're. It is the prompting of humble. the spirit, <laughs> right? But like, I this is like before we recorded. I said to you, like, I I just feel like I love this podcast because it introduces people to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I just think like okay, so just random on Sunday, right? We had our again. We're recording this just after the baptism Sunday and worship Sunday, and Jenna got up and was baptized and um, spoke of anger. She was ready to let it go. And I think that's so easy to say, like, I'm ready to let it go. But I guarantee you the enemy has got something right around the corner saying, yeah, that's what you think you want to do. But here, I'm going to put it back in front of you. Um, And it sounds like you've got some, like, God has given you some real insight. Like, for whatever reason, he has gifted you with some insight into how can you do that better? Um, so yeah, you really could. Like, I feel like there's so <laughs> many of us that could really use that. Like, I think that all the time. Like, like I know what the right thing to do is, but I don't have the steps to do it. Like, I don't have an example that went before me that did it properly or whatever. So, um, well, yeah. like I said, I think I'm finding it easier to apply with other people's kids <laughs> and other people's <laughs> families than my own. But yeah, I, I was the teacher who yelled last year. Um, and I blame it partly on like figuring out the school year post COVID and also being pregnant <laughs> and <laughs> being hormonal. Yeah. But I was, and I did not like being the teacher who yelled, you know? And so I did want to make an intentional change this year and it hasn't been perfect. But I can tell you that I, I don't think my teach my teachers, my students view me as this, the teacher who yells anymore. So hopefully for now, now that I've said it out loud, I'm going right. <laughs> to be the You're teacher who yells. To fail. You're bound to fail at some point. <laughs> um, and not fail, but you're going to slip up, right? That's, oh, yeah. That's what human life is. And I always um, try to remind myself of the grace that God has for me, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. right? How the grace God has for us is enormous um but i always reminded myself because somebody told me when i had young ones very early on because i'd go away for a weekend my kids stay with you know dad all weekend and i come back and as soon as i walk in the door they are just a wreck i mean <laughs> pitching fits and crying and ugh. and i'm like oh i should have just stayed away and I asked you know dan like were they this way all weekend for you? Like feeling sorry for him. He's like, no, they were great all weekend. Like they were fine. It just happened when you walked in the door. I'm like, that's <laughs> wonderful. I am so glad I bring out the best in them. Uh, but somebody told me once, like, cherish that because your kids actually display their true selves in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and while that may not always be pretty, it tells you that they actually trust you. Right, you're a you safe know, person. You're a safe person. Mm-hmm. I can be ugly in front of you, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. You will still love me in five minutes after you're done being angry at me, yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Um, and, and so I just think, like, even that, like, it, it is going to be harder with your spouse and with your kids than your students who you don't have to live with 24-7. Um, 
but amazing that you're taking that from your students, like the thing you're trying with your students and doing that at home too. So yeah, kind of like you said, going full circle on that and then sharing that with friends. I really do think you could um, share with us some tips and tricks, right? Like for those of us who are not quick learners or whatever, we need somebody to tell us what to do um, and then we can carry it out. That's me. Um, I'm not good at thinking, how can I be less angry? How can I stop and pause? Like, what does that look like? I don't know. But it sounds like you figured it out. So if you just tell me how to do it, I'll be good. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how it translates. Um, Yeah. Well, Um, I think maybe for the future, you could think Uh about that, maybe teach us a class, because I'm sure there's a lot of people who would sign up for that little snippet of how do we do this. Um, That's awesome. I love that testimony. Thank you for sharing that. That's super cool. Um, So as we get into the scripture today, good thing we have short verses. Matthew 6, verse 19 through 24. Um, And again, continuing Sermon on the Mount. And this one is um, titled in mine, I'm going to read from the NIV, um, Treasures in Heaven. And it says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. So, as you read that, what stood out to you, or was there something that specifically spoke to you about, you know, a characteristic of God or who God is in that? I think it is sort of sort of relates to the fasting piece, but a little different. He continues to want to be your, like, all, your everything. I, And he knows, like, what is best for you. Um, and storing your treasures in heaven where moth cannot destroy. And ver- you said vermin, mine says rust. But where they cannot be destroyed, that is, that is your best, um, f- like, forward outcome. Right. Yeah. Um, I just found it interesting, like verses 19 through 21 speak of treasures, right? So money, things, materialism is mm-hmm. really what it's getting at the heart of. Um, and whether you keep those things here on earth or where you, whether you use those things for kingdom purposes, mm-hmm. um, which is where the storing up in heaven is, right? Like we yeah. can't send our, I don't think we can Venmo God money. <laughs> Maybe. No one's figured that one out yet. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's a thing Venmoing now, and I feel like money isn't really a tangible thing sometimes so um anyway it's not talking about that right but so those verses are about treasures and then it seems to shift in verse 22 to being about the eyes and light the body and darkness and healthy and unhealthy and i didn't quite follow all of that through Mm -hmm. and then in verse 24 it goes back to kind of the money thing Mm -hmm. you know about serving two masters you can't have two masters um and I, yeah, I guess I almost got stopped really in my study on that because I'm like, what? what is that middle part about? I, I don't know. Um, 
I actually had the same thing, and I don't know if it's against rules, but I looked at a study by like a um a concord no, what's it called? The Moody Bible Is it like commentary? Is okay. that what they're called? Yep. Yep. Um because I was like you know, you I've heard this verse section before, but I don't know that I've ever dwelt on the, the eyes and lamp part. Right. I don't that doesn't seem to fit. So I actually looked at what the Bible commentary said about that because I was struggling to make it fit. <laughs> right. Um and the Moody Bible commentary shared something about um like it's sort of like a analogy kind of that the clear eye is like a heart set on heaven. In the clouded spiritual sight would be if your your heart was set on earth, which is still kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this clearly, this isn't like in other areas where it's a parable, right? Like, I mean, Jesus spoke in parables too, and they were somewhat intended to confuse people. Right. And I'm reading this, I'm like, you're right. Like, this is such a familiar part. I don't know if we've always jumped over the part those, that doesn't make sense those two like, verses oh. <laughs> like why is that there yeah. um, i read a different commentary not that specific oh, yeah. one because i'm like i was trying to figure out too it's not against the rules okay. for anybody listening <laughs> they can study as much or as little as they want um but it it kind of said that i they kind of equated it to there was a jewish saying oh. that was about the evil eye like oh. so evil eye was like their Jewish saying and the evil eye would have been um, talking about like envy or coveting. Oh, uh -huh. Like your eye is that which sees and wants mm. something. Maybe that's not yours or more than what you have. Um, so, so maybe oh, that, that, uh, that still relates to possessions better. <laughs> right. So maybe, I don't, like I said, I feel like there were a few commentaries I kind of scanned through and I'm like, ah, yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. the one that made the most sense to mm -hmm. me. Some of the other ones I'm like, you didn't make any more sense than Jesus <laughs> no. did apparently. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, maybe Jesus will speak to us uh, before we wrap this up as yeah. to what that is. But it was very confusing to me why that was there um, as part of the treasures aspect mm -hmm. of it. Um, but it does make sense to me that if our eyes are envious and looking for things, you know, just possessions, treasures yeah. on earth, um, then that would be a darkness mm -hmm, inside, sure. right? Like there's there's not light there, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, Jesus and God could care less about all the treasures on earth because they own them all, <laughs> right? right? Uh -huh. Like to them that is chump change kind of thing like it doesn't mm -hmm. really matter to them that's not the significance um so yeah anyway um how about was there anything to you that's like spoke specifically of like people in general or yourself that caught your attention for you i think that it's i guess it makes sense now that i'm thinking about it out loud but like it talks about possessions kind of general and then like specifically zones in on money, um, which I guess they aren't going to list like all of these possessions you might have. So maybe that makes more sense to zone in and just refer to it as money. Um, but I do think this section, when I think about it, I think about it as money. Um, not just, but it, but it talks about both money and possessions, right. but focusing in on that money piece, 
it sort of like talks about it in a broad sense, everything that has that kind of monetary value, your possessions, like your fancy whatever things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Just all of that easily distracts humans, but maybe the money even more. (laughs) Right. Well, and we use money in our society at least to get those things, right? Yeah. So you get a fancy car, you need money. You get a fancy house, you need money. You get fancy clothes, you need money. Everything mm-hmm. you have, we use money as our means of exchanging. Right. Um, maybe a little bit less so back in the Bible times because money kind of came about later. But even though like there they were talking about money mm-hmm. um, and that's how they got things. Um for me, I just brought up the questions in my head as I read through it. Like, okay, so what are treasures on earth? What are my treasures on earth? And then even a harder question, because I think I can answer that one pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Um, what are treasures in heaven? I have the same question, and I don't have an answer on my paper. Nope, I don't either. Um, but I feel like that's something that maybe we need to sit with. Like, what what are our treasures on earth? But more importantly, what are our treasures in heaven? What are we trying to store up in heaven? What are we doing to store up treasure in heaven? Um, I don't have a 401k up there. Right. You know, I do on earth. Mm-hmm. I don't have one there. Um, maybe not a wise plan. I don't know. You know, yeah. I start to think about those things. Um, but I think coming down to the end, it, you know, God created us to be beings of worship and devotion. Of course, his intent was for us to worship him and be devoted to him. Um, and so I like how in the end it it really says, like, there, there's not an option here. You can only serve one. Mm-hmm. You will either serve me and my kingdom, or you will serve yourself and your kingdom, which is earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that always is a challenge to me. I'm like, man, do I truly believe that everything I do is either worshiping God or worshiping, let's just say earth in general, you know, yeah. things here, my life here. Um, and that's a big challenge to me, mm-hmm. you know, to just kind of weigh everything. Like, am I really here for the purpose of God and devotion to God or for myself? And even if that's others, you know, like my family or whatever, it's still ultimately for earth, for here, for me. Um so yeah, as you go into your day, I guess let's let's think about like what are your treasures on earth, what are your treasures, what are your treasures in heaven, or what are you trying to store up in heaven? Um, what might those look like? Um, send us an email if y'all have good answers, yeah. um, and then um, yeah, who are you truly devoted to? Because we're told by God that we can only serve one. Um, he does not share his loyalty with anything else. So um, yeah, think about those things today. Deep stuff. Um, but I pray that God will just enlighten you today as you go about your day and things that um, answer those questions. So have a great Tuesday. Uh, we'll be back with you again tomorrow. See ya. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.